catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hey guys, before we get this show started, let's give a shout out to our top dog, our number one draft pick from Ohio State, Josh All. He survived another spin around the sun. So happy birthday. And guess what, man? You're in great company. Hall of Famer Art Donovan shares your birthday. So does soon-to-be Hall of Famer Tori Holt and Marcus Colston. So I'm sure you're a number one draft pick like those guys. But let's get this party started. Let's go, dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you want to get your intro in the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Tap Leave Voicemail on the drop-down menu. As you heard from Kenny Mack, Josh is a year older since the last time you saw him. Still look good. A whole year. Yeah, I know, right? I think I'm seeing some grays come in, though. Oh, they're coming in fast and furious. I Fun. see a sweet beard coming in. That's what I see, bro. <laughs> Fun story. Not like jo- yours, though. Oh, shit. Jeez. Josh is actually, like, what are you, uh, 12 days older than me, but I somehow graduated a year ahead of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was just me dropping hints, guys. My birthday's also right around the corner. Right around the corner. That's right. Yeah, so, get your intro in for Blake. Yeah, or gifts. <laughs> cash at me bro <laughs> uh, um so today we're gonna break down the afc north uh as you can see though before we get into all that we brought john Nye back everybody seemed to uh like him the youtube comments were positive i was kind of surprised i thought you guys were gonna rip him uh i'm just messing with you but we decided to bring him back for another episode hopefully he continues doing well and maybe he'll earn his way into the intro one day um before we break down the afc north though remember to check us out on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok we're Getting close to 5,000 subscribers on TikTok. So if you like us on there and you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. That'd be a cool milestone for us. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Big shout out to everybody who helped us get to 4,000 subscribers this past week on YouTube. Uh, it's a big milestone for us. We hit 1,000 just right around draft time last year. So the fact that we've tripled our show quadrupled our show yep uh subscribers in just a little bit over a year uh we could we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys so we really appreciate that to everybody who subscribed if you haven't subscribed and you are listening make sure you do so if you prefer to just listen to the podcast you can find us on apple spotify and google lastly if you're looking for more content head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member on our patreon page uh we're in the process of kind of beefing up the patreon uh we started it didn't think anybody would ever join and now we're starting to get like a decent amount of subscribers on there yeah. so we're trying to make it sweet i just started music mondays uh <laughs> so good yeah so good. basically whatever people are listening to that day or their favorite music artists they drop the youtube link in there uh it's a good way for everybody to learn some new music it to meet people there's an extra episode every week um i'm making threads in there all the time for people to comment on uh we're getting closer to the fantasy football season well hopefully i think we have enough people to do three full leagues right now we only need a couple more people and we could do four leagues so if you're interested in fantasy football make sure you jump in and then if you just like having access to us and kind of like a 24-hour lifeline to browns fans around the world it's kind of the the place to be so join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member blake's trying his hand at some writing 
Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a blog for a website, and then he lets me post it in there, so you get to read my blogs. I think it was pretty funny. Was. I thought it was all right. Solid. <laughs> I, I chuckled a few times. It was the first time I've ever written anything other than like these show outlines that are littered with grammatical errors and no punctuation. So. Well, you mean your blog post is the same way, but it's hundred <laughs> percent. I'm definitely not. I'm not a writer. I haven't been in high school in a long time. I don't remember any of that stuff. Um, before we get into breaking down the AFC North today, we wanted to talk about the running backs on the Browns team. Um, Dearness Johnson signs a one-year deal to stay with the Browns. It was what worth up to two million, I think. Two point four. Two point four million. Are we surprised that there wasn't anything else out there? I guess he actually fired his agent because he was looking for a bigger payday from somebody, and it never came. And he was still sitting there, so he signed with the Browns for another one-year deal. Well, how'd that work though? Because we tendered him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Second we could have matched any offer, right? But nothing team, came in. Nothing, nothing came in. I think it just shows you the value of running back in the league. Which goes back to our keep cut trade last week where some of those situations, it sucks, but the running back is the least valuable position in a lot of those scenarios. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised, though. I mean, I know it's been limited action throughout his career, but every time he's played significant minutes in a game, he's produced. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure there'd be – I thought for sure he'd get – I'm not talking crazy money, but a couple-year deal, like low – you know, maybe like a $6 million three-year deal or something, $2 million. Mm -hmm a year um so i was kind of surprised i was actually so shocked though that like whenever he texted it i thought he was already still on our team <laughs> like i had completely <laughs> even forgotten about him so maybe all these other teams just forgot about him too um so then that brought me to the, the question a lot of people have been talking about on our youtube comments and on tiktok is what running back isn't going to make the team this year because we had we carried five last year one do you guys still think we carry five this year and we have uh chubb hunt Felton, uh, rookie Jerome Ford, fullback Johnny Stanton, and then we still have John Kelly on the roster this year. John, and, and John Kelly actually came in and was running back two the week that Dearness started mm-hmm. for uh, for the Broncos. So, who, who somebody's probably going to get cut. Who do you guys think it is? Good. All right, man. So, I think there's some obvious ones here. Um, I think you have Nick Chubb. <clears throat> Nick Chubb's not going anywhere. Um, Kareem Hunt, you kind of hear him getting talked about with like trade discussions, you know, like what we could possibly get for Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, maybe like a third or fourth. Um, they got Johnson now. Um, they drafted Jerome Ford. Felton is only in his second year. So I feel like he's, you know, we should give him the opportunity to see what happens developably, you know, what he does. But like, so I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, Kareem Hunt's kind of like that X factor. You know, he's like, he can burn you on the, as a running back. He can catch, you know, balls out of the back. So for me, you know, you draft Jerome Ford, who, who's nice. I mean, he, he is, he, nice. is I, he is a shifty running back. His like little, like left or right juke, like it's so explosive. Like he just kind of just leaves guys hanging off of him and he's just gone. So I really thought about this. It came down to like, what's the trade value for Kareem Hunt? What's the trade value for Dearness Johnson? And I thought about it, and at the end of the day, I think, you know, obviously Johnson's 26, Hunt's 27. There's not a big age difference. You're going to get probably a little bit more in the, you know, for draft picks for Hunt. But I think even with them just signing him, if there's an injury, I think Dearness Johnson is the one that gets moved out as far as a trade. I, I think Jerome Ford, as much as I, you know, you don't want to throw a rookie into that situation. I think he could step into that position. And then I, a lot of people are saying Demetric Felton's getting cut. I like for me, he's Kareem hunt next year. Like he can be that guy. He can catch balls out of the backfield. So 
I don't see, I could see Dearness Johnson getting traded out. I don't think we're going to get a lot for him. Maybe a sixth, a seventh, you know, maybe just get a little of that draft capital back. I think Felton stays forward is obviously going to be on. I think we keep Hunt for this last year and then he makes big, not big money, but he goes somewhere. And then I think Johnny Stanton is like, he's always been kind of a practice squad guy. He comes up, he comes down, he comes up. Weird thing with him though is like he played tight end last year in preseason. I'm not saying that they're going to do this. I think they go get a veteran, but I think it's interesting if I don't even know the guy's name, basketball player guy. Oh we should, yeah, we should really look his name up. And I call him the <laughs> basketball guy, but um, like let's say that doesn't work out, and maybe you don't get an Ebron or a Kyle Rudolph. Could we use him as a third, maybe, and and a tough spot if there's injuries? Was it Marcus Santos Silva? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. See, we're good. So that's kind of where I'm at. Chubb stays. I think Hunt makes it through the season, goes somewhere else next year. I think if there's an injury, Johnson gets traded. Jerome Ford steps in. Felton steps into Kareem Hunt's role next year. Yeah, I, I think I definitely think Chubb and Hunt are here this year for sure. I think the Browns are going all in on this year. I think they think Watson's going to play, if not all, a significant portion of this season. I mean, they're, they're throwing around a lot of money this year. You'd think if they had some kind of inclination otherwise, that that wouldn't be the case. No, I was talking to somebody today, and I said, if – Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the whole year, which I think is ludicrous. These people talking about that right now. But if that were to happen, then I think you see Kareem Hunt probably get moved pretty quickly because why keep him on in one year when you know you can get draft capital for him? What do you think you'd get for Kareem Hunt? What do you? What do I think? Probably what Justin said, maybe a fourth, third, yeah, third, third fourth. maybe at best. Yeah. I, depends on what team has guys go down in camp and really needs a running back. He can be a number one. Oh, I've seen him in the number one you know, in that spot. So I yeah. think... But that's like I said. That's only if that crazy situation happens, which, like you said, I don't think is going to happen. I think John Kelly will probably get practice squatted again. Yeah, and I'm a. I don't know if Deshaun Watson plays this whole year or a significant part of it. I don't know if we keep a fullback this year. I I don't think so either. I because we we heard a lot about when Stefanski came in about how much he loved the fullback, and we used him a decent amount. We used Andy Janovich a decent amount. Stefanski's first year. But last year, we didn't use the fullback that much. Mm-mm. And I, th- I feel like you'll see it even less with Deshaun because we're going to be way more three wide receiver sets and Joku out there with Chubber Hunt in the backfield. I just, I, so I don't know if we keep standing. I do think if there's one to move, it would be Dearness Johnson. But even though we just signed him, I just don't know. There's going to have to be a decent amount of significant injuries to running backs for there to be any kind of market for him. I don't have a whole lot to add to that, but um, I actually think we're going to keep Dearness Johnson because we're probably going to anticipate Hunt not being here next year. Uh, this year is probably going to be here the whole year, like you said. We're going all in, so we're going to keep Hunt, but I'm not sure he's going to be back the following year, so I think we want to keep Dearness. To be the number two next year? Yes. What do you think? Um, we're going to test your knowledge here. If we keep Dearness, do you think then – why do you think we drafted Ford to be the third string or did we draft him be, to be the second string? Um, possibly a speculative pick. I mean, he might not pan out. This is true. I mean, you, the, the draft's a crapshoot. Um, and if, if you can keep Dearness, I guess we all assume Dearness wouldn't be back because there'd be a hot market for him. But if there's not, why wouldn't you keep him? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's sort of <laughs> like, you know, Hollywood Higgins, you know, he had like a decent year and then 
tested free agency and there was really no market, so he came back. Yeah, you know, so everybody's assuming Uranus didn't hunt or gone next year. To, it, I would be shocked if Kareem Hunt is back next year. And I think he's really important and he's very good, but you just can't keep – I mean, you, you can't keep all these people together forever. The only, I mean, the only way Hunt's back next year is if he somehow is like very agreeable to a team friendly deal to yeah. continue in his role because he loves playing with Nick Chubb. Which, in yep. 100% honesty, I think that could happen because he likes being one. We gave him a shot. Yep. We gave him his second shot. He's an Ohio kid. Mm -hmm. And he, he, so he loves being in Cleveland. And then him and Nick Chubb, they're kind of like um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, or whatever with each other. Yeah. Like, Nick Chubb never says anything, and Cream Hunt is very <laughs> flamboyant and, you know, kind of like a hoorah guy. But they just, I, I guess they're like best friends. Mm -hmm. Well, and you think about like a duo like that at the running back position, especially, they can like increase the longevity of each other's career. Oh, for sure. Because right. neither one of them has to take a full workload all the time. So, I mean, they could maybe play two or three extra years that they might not have otherwise. They're so complimentary together. It's yeah. crazy. I only see them getting better as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I think the run game this year is going to be out of this world. I do too. It's going to be out of this world. I, I will say we're, a lot of people think Felton's the odd guy out because yeah. they're saying he do, he's not a traditional running back. Well, one, we haven't really seen us try to do that yet. Will we? I don't know. He had a chance to be the number two back last year in that Denver game, and we brought John Kelly off the practice squad to do it. So maybe the Browns don't see him that way either. But we're not very deep at receiver. Right, and you know, I think I'm, that's where he's going to make up, you know, his playing time. I'm looking. I'm looking at this wide receiver depth chart, and to be honest, guys, like we got a Cooper, Schwartz, Donovan, Peoples, Jones, Jakeem Bell. Grant, David Bell, and Jamarcus Bradley. I mean, Jakeem Grant is not like a career. You don't want to be depending on him to be a wide receiver, right? You know, Jamarcus Bradley has shown flashes, yep. but again. But I don't want to bank this year on flashes. Exactly. And, and then we got Michael Woods, Javon Wims, Mike Hardley, and Travell Harris. I, the only reason I've heard of Michael Woods is because we just drafted him. Yeah. And he's definitely seen as like a project guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to be ready most likely. So I think if you can throw Felton in there as a receiver, that would be – I mean, we're not deep there. One of these guys goes down, we're, we're kind of in trouble. Yeah, I would honestly be shocked if Felton didn't make the team. Yes, we haven't seen Andrew Barry cut a draft like one of his draft picks yet. Mm -mm. I would be shocked to see us give up on him after one season. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening at all. Especially when he did show burst last year. Yeah, mm -hmm. get the guy, get the guy the ball. Mm -hmm. That's a, that was the problem with a lot of our players last year. Get yeah. him the ball. Yeah, kind of do something. You know, in Joku, we he showed flashes, but he never got the ball. Well, same Felton showed not many, not as many flashes as in Joku, but. There were still times, especially in the preseason, it seemed like every time he touched the ball, like, holy crap, you might take it to the house this time. Yeah. So And that touchdown against the Texans was awesome. Where he's just dragging, <laughs> dragging, uh, yeah. dragging whoever was hanging on him. <laughs> so the, I, I think so. I'm keeping Chubb, Hunt, uh, Felton, and uh, Ford. And then I think Stanton gets cut, and I think John Kelly goes to the practice What squad. about Dearness Johnson? You didn't mention him. <sighs> See? So we kept – now, it says we kept five last year, but I'm pretty sure, like, John Kelly was on the practice squad most of the time. How many do you think are act? Do you think Dearness Johnson's active every week? I could honestly see the season starting out with Jerome Ford practice squad. You got to be careful on the practice squad because somebody can come, come sign him. Yeah. Now, you could just have them. Can you just have them not active? I think so. Just, just Without being on the practice squad? 
Like a healthy scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that because, still takes a roster spot, I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So absolutely, he's yeah. So might as well. But I just don't see you like Ford is not Ford's not getting cut this year. They no. wouldn't have drafted him, mm. you know. And I don't think Felton. This is tough. The, the resigning of Darius Johnson is a little surprising to me. I think the four. I honestly, I think it would be Chubb Hunt, Ford, and Johnson. And, and I think Felton's there. almost like your hybrid guy. And they're just kind of considering him. He's yeah, you could list him as a running back if you spot. want to, but you might as well count him as the wide receiver depth chart. Okay. That's what I would That makes more sense. Think. And then Staten cut John Kelly practice squad. I Yep, I would agree with that. Let us know what you guys think. That's the way I, we kind of see it shaking down. Um, kind of a, an embarrassment of riches at the running back position for the Browns. And you think about some teams like Atlanta. <laughs> like last year they had like nobody besides Patterson, but he was a playing receiver too. And then there's and the they Browns. got lucky with Patterson. Let's right. be honest. Yeah, they really. He's 30 years old. <laughs> Nobody, no running back breaks out at 30. Yeah. So, yeah, they did. Um, one thing, just looking at this depth chart, which I didn't have this on the show outline, so I'm surprising you guys. We talked about this a little bit last week. We need another tight end. Yeah. And we need it bad. Mm-hmm. We need it very bad. We we need somebody because who Miller Forrestall and Marcus Santos Silva. I'm sorry, like I'm not. I'm not banking a lot on getting anything from them. Yeah. This, this Marcus Santos Silva was playing basketball six months ago. The good thing is the, the free agent market for or what's available right now at tight end. I mean, we'll get somebody with some experience, you know, are you a little surprised that we haven't yet? Mandatory mini camp is starting like for teams this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is Andrew Barry. I mean, these positions, like you saw with Clowney and stuff, he just, I, I, he knows what he's doing. Uh, do we have the list of available tight ends? Can I can pull it up. Him, I can bring them up. Um, I know the one I said was Eric Ebron. Are there any other big names out there? Rudolph. Is, I mean, I don't know if that's a big name, but it's a nice veteran, you know. And he'd have experience, I mean, with Stefanski right. in the system. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm working on it. Jared okay. Cook is a free agent. <laughs> I mean, not Jared Cook. I always have liked Jared Cook, and I feel like as long as the quarterback play is good, like when he had Drew Brees and then he did uh, the Chargers last year. And he like wasn't super, super productive with the Chargers last year. But mm. like when he's your third tight end, do you so, really need? Yeah. So like Ebron, you said Rudolph. There's Blake Jarwin's out there. Jared okay. Cook. Uh, Jesse James. Kind of a journey guy, but I think could fill a role on this. Just on definitely on our roster. Do you have um, a preference? To me, Jarwin potentially has the most upside i would take I mean, a swing on jarwin but yeah. it's just the injury factor if mm-hmm. we're going to bring a guy in it's because we need him i mean like i said we we're supposed to be a team that likes three tight end sets as of now i'm not seeing any three tight end sets steven carlson's out there <sighs> really yeah, yeah. <laughs> um demetrius harris well who knows too like that with Deshaun Watson, that the offense isn't going to evolve in kind of a, I know like no, I we keep hearing like we're still a running back first kind of team. And like, I do believe that, but like I'm hearing like Brown's radio say, you know, we're going to run the ball a lot still. And we're just going to kind of like use Watson sparingly. And I'm like, uh, you no. don't need to do that. No, <laughs> no like and their argument too was like, Hey, he threw for 5,000 yards with the Texans is last year. And they were four and 12, which I mean, that's fair, but also that team was kind of garbage. Well, he can't and, play defense too. Yeah, and the year before, that, that's the other thing. Like the like people are like, ah, oh, you know, you just don't want to air the ball too much. The year before, they were in the AFC Championship. So uh, I, I don't think he's going to throw the ball fifty times a game. But we're going to throw the ball more than we run the ball this year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. 
you didn't bring him in with all those draft picks traded away and all that money to <laughs> watch him yeah. hand the ball off. No, no. Um, so that's you know that's kind of some of the position needs we you know we just kind of stumbled upon while looking at the depth chart. Tight end, whew, go get somebody because <laughs> that is rough. That is and and that's with Harrison Bryant at your number two. Who, to be quite honest, we don't know if he's ready. We don't know if he's ready to be a guy who sees thirty plus snaps a game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's one in in, in, in all honesty, Anjoku's unproven ish. It's fair. You know what I mean? That's like we just fair. gave him the big contract, but he's slightly unproven. So the tight end position for a coach who supposedly loves the tight ends, it's thin, very thin. Hey, Browns fans, are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals with a DraftKings same game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer actually placed a $5 same game parlay and they won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So that's going to bring us up to the AFC North blind breakdown. So the way we did this, we all picked a team. And we gave John the Browns um, because he's the new guy, so we let him have the hometown team. The hometown team. And then we did a random name generator for the rest of us to, for what team we got. Um, so we know what teams we have. John got the Browns. I had the Steelers. Josh had the Ravens. Justin had the Bengals. But we don't know what we picked as their records. Right. So this is going to be, when we reveal this to you guys, this is going to be a surprise to all of us. So the way this is going to work, we're going to go around the table and we're going to tell you what we think, how the AFC North will finish at the end of the season, who's going to win it second, third, and fourth. And then we will go around and reveal our records to see what it's actually going to be based on those records. And then we will kind of pick and play and debate who was right and who was wrong. So who wants to go first? What about you? You want to go? Um, yeah, quickly. Um, I think it's going to be Browns first, Bengals second, Steelers third, Ravens fourth. I think the Ravens are the one team that goes under 500 this year. Justin sold on the Ravens having this super easy schedule. I don't their think schedule it's that easy. is, dude. I went through their schedule. It's not that easy. Come no. on, it's tough. There's some tough games, but there's a lot of very easy ah, games. We'll go. So we'll see. So then I'm. So originally, I was on the same line as John, as far as how it would finish and then but I had the Steelers so I went through their schedule and picked the wins and losses. So now I'm probably no I had the Steelers finishing second. I'm oh yeah. I'm kinda and I still think that so I'm gonna go Brown, Steelers, Bengals, uh Ravens. Can I ask John a quick question about his schedule? How many games do you think Deshaun Watson gets suspended? Um because I think that's a big part of wh- where the Browns finish. You know, I really thought it would take a lot of time to come up with two different uh, predictions. So I came up with a prediction based on 
No suspension. Okay. So that kind of changes things a little bit for me. So I will go Browns, Ravens, Cincy, Pitt. (laughs) And that's, yeah, I'll stick with that. (laughs) And I think I'm going with John here. Browns, Bengals, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You're putting a Dead lot of last. faith in that no-fly zone in Baltimore. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Lamar the Great. You're going you're gonna to have about 27 messages about that no-fly zone. Lamar the Great's coming for all of us. Yep. So, <laughs> so we got what? All of us said the Browns are winning it. Yeah. Okay. And then I said Steelers second. You guys had Bengals Ravens. second. Yeah. And yeah. he's got Ravens, yeah. Um. So I guess I'll just go first, kind of pay the way. So I had the Steelers. I have the Steelers finishing 9-8. and eight. Um, with losses at Cincinnati, at Miami, uh, at home against Cincinnati, Las Vegas, at Baltimore, and Cleveland at the end of the year. Those are their eight losses. So I got them at nine and eight. What do you got the Browns at? All right, so I'll just run through this as quickly as I can. You guys are going to fight me on this first one. I do think we're winning week one at Carolina. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. Because I think we're going to be a bit rusty, and I think uh, Carolina's going to want to be that team to kind of prove that the Browns aren't all that. They're really going to be coming at us hard. And uh, early reports I'm reading are that CMC is going to be 100% healthy, and there's no defense that's immune to CMC. Who's playing quarterback? Um, Sam Darnold? <laughs> okay. He's, he's, oh, I almost said a swear word. Jeez. So here's <laughs> my, my early prediction for week one is – I think we trail slightly at halftime and then kill them in the second half. Okay. So what do you what do you got for them finishing the season? Okay, so uh, all right, I guess I won't go through every game, but I do want to say a few things here. I've got us going 14 and 3. I Ooh, think we're God. Wow. I think we're losing wow. to Buffalo. I've got us losing to the Chargers and I I just kind of have a few question marks around here, but I've got us sweeping the Bengals uh again. I almost had us losing to the Bengals in Cincinnati, but just not feeling it. I think we're going to beat them. Um, We did beat them twice last year with Baker at quarterback. Thursday night football against the Steelers, I think we're going to destroy them. (laughs) That's at home. That's going to be a super (laughs) fun game. Uh, Halloween night against the Bengals in Cleveland. Um, The note I put in here is I think that's a game of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. And there's a random game I think we could lose, and it's off the bye at Miami. I just don't. I think – because you don't know what Miami's really going to be. Yeah, they're a very interesting team, and we're going to be like I think we're going to be every time we're coming off a win streak, playing a decent team, we might be a little too comfortable. You know what Miami reminds me of this year is the twenty twenty Browns. They're kind of loaded with talent, within just a question mark at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you get good play out of the quarterback that year, we saw what the Browns did. Yeah. So the I mean Miami could do something similar to what the 2020 Browns did. And there's always games every week that a, a team loses and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You know? So I feel like it's so always like the primetime game too. My yeah. original hot take going into this was going to be that the Browns don't lose at home this year, but I think the Chargers might come get us. So I think that's our one home loss. So my new hot take is I think the Browns just went out the last seven games. Oh my God! I like it. I like it. <laughs> I so, do too. Go ahead, Josh. Or who wants to go? Doesn't matter. You want to go, bro, or you want me to go? I want to, I'll save the Ravens for last because I know you're gonna. Okay. Not so, agree with it. <laughs> it's fine. Um. So I have Cincinnati going 
nine and eight, three and three in the division. Um, they beefed up their offensive line a little bit. They added Hayden Hurst, uh, you know, from Atlanta to replace uh, CJ. What's his name? Uza Uzama. Yeah, Uzama. Um, so for their record, I'll just break it down real quick. I have them winning at home week one against the Steelers, losing to Dallas, beating the Jets in New York, um, beating Miami at home. I have them losing to Baltimore oh, in Baltimore. Uh, Saints, I have them beating them, beating Atlanta, losing to Cleveland in Cleveland, beating Carolina, then losing to Steelers, losing to Tennessee, losing to the Chiefs. Uh, beating Cleveland and and Cincinnati, losing to Tampa Bay, beating New England, losing to Buffalo, and then beating Baltimore last game of the season. So nine and eight, three and three in the division. They do have a tougher schedule. I mean, that's what you brutal. Get from, it from is playing. brutal. Um, I don't know if they lose to the Ravens or the Steelers though. I mean, they just they just cakewalked over them last year. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. This division is going to be fun to watch this year we'll see all right go ahead before we get into it then what do you got all right so the ravens i've got them going scroll down here eight and nine <laughs> on the season oh boy they start out with two wins uh the jets and the dolphins followed by uh, a couple losses the patriots the bills the Bengals, and then they get a win against the giants lose to the browns of course lose to the bucks lose to the saints and then they're three and six at the bye um, I just made a couple of notes in here. I said Aaron Butler still has this team in the Super Bowl at this point. Uh, <laughs> division champs at the worst. Uh, Lamar has also had a couple heated incidents with coaches and or players on the sidelines, and ESPN continues to loop that, and he's now wearing the towel over his head more times than he's not. <laughs> All right, so coming out of the bye, they do get a win against the Panthers because they blow. Uh, they beat the Jaguars, and then they get absolutely smashed by the Broncos, beat the Steelers, lose to the Browns again beat the Falcons, and then lose to the Steelers, and they beat the Bengals the last game. Hey, Browns fans, here's a little gift-giving wisdom from Omaha Steaks. Dads want steaks. And with Father's Day right around the corner, there isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and type in dogs, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar and order the Dads Want Steaks package today. For just 99 bucks, this limited time package includes 16 mouth-watering entrees that your dad is guaranteed to love. They got the smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignons, gourmet jumbo franks, air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, and for a sweet finish, delicious caramel apple tartlets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about them. And as a special gift for our listeners, when you go to omahasteaks.com and search the Dogs Podcast in the search bar, order the Dad's Want Steaks package, and you also get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. The burgers are full of bold, beefy flavor made from 100% Omaha Steaks, and they're now bigger than ever at a whopping six ounces. Don't wait. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience of love and that he can share with you. Go to omahasteaks.com, type dogs into the search bar, order the dad's one steaks package today, and you'll get those 16 entrees, four desserts, plus the eight free Omaha steak burgers today. Omaha steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. Search dogs in the search bar. So based on this, so that was completely blind. We did not talk to each other. Um, beforehand to like line it up the way we wanted to, but that's the way we want it. We just want to see how the division was going to shake down based on us picking each team. So the consensus then is 
the Browns are going to win the division at 14 and three, which I think we all agreed the Browns were going to win. I don't know if it's going to be at 14 and three. Um, then a tied for second place at nine and eight is the Bengals and the Steelers. And then the Ravens finishing last place at eight and nine. To me, honest to God, besides the Browns being 14 and three, I, this is kind of how I see the division going. I see first place getting maybe 11 or 12 wins and fourth place having eight or nine wins. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I don't think any team is going to bomb. That's just the way I feel. Um, so then why don't we go through here and with let's just start with the Browns and let's just look at who did you have them losing to? Um, Chargers, um, Buffalo, in Buffalo, and potentially Miami. Um, yeah, actually, the first thing I wrote is I think we're going to go 12-5, and 13-4, or 14-3, and three, and I really didn't know who I was going to give our losses to. Um the biggest one I wrote that uh, was more hopeful than confident was away like against Cincinnati, in Cincinnati. I think that's a game we could come out and lose. Um, but I'm still picking us to win. So if if I'm going to play some devil's advocate here. Go ahead. I think I, you know, I did the Steelers. I had the Steelers winning this first game um, because I went under the assumption of Deshaun having a four-game suspension. Okay. okay so if Deshaun good. plays – then I think we win that game. Are you talking Thursday night? Yes. Week three. Okay. Week three. Um, I think the Chargers, you had us winning the, against the Chargers or losing? Losing. Losing. And then you had us beating the Patriots. I do have us beating the Patriots. I did say never underestimate uh, Bill. I, I think hot take this year. I think the Patriots might be a little bit of a dumpster fire. I think, really? I think last year was kind of um, an aberration. I think Josh McDaniels losing him is going to be a way bigger impact than what people think. I heard a rumor that Matt Patricia is going to call plays. Really? <laughs> I don't see that. <laughs> I I don't see that working out. I see a sophomore slump from Mac Jones. We already saw, I think last year we almost saw like the best of Mac Jones and it was a very low um, ceiling. He, had a, he has like a higher floor, but his ceiling's not that high in my opinion. And I think he's going to have a, a sophomore slump now that there's a whole season to tape out on him. They still have no weapons. No, none. Mm-mm. None. They still have no weapons. So I just – I don't think the Patriots are going to be that good this year. Now, speaking uh, of weapons, though, you had us beating the Buccaneers? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask him, too. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, home game, I mean. That's why, really, is home field advantage. I think that's – if we were away, I would probably have picked – them to beat us. I keep thinking like Father Time's going to catch up with him too, and he just keeps coming out and everybody slinging. thinks that everyone's always wrong. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so if I, I was so if I was going to pick another loss, I'd probably, I'd probably go that Buccaneers game, and then I would probably do, um, one of the Ravens games. Did you have a splitting with the Ravens? I did not. I, I was sweep. Writing this schedule down, my prediction I was about to write, we lose in Baltimore. And I was like, this is a Browns podcast. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Way to handle your second episode well. (laughs) All right. So let us know what you guys think. Is John spot on at 14 and three or is he a little overzealous? Um, The one I really want to talk about, get to is, because I think this is a hot take. Um, A lot of us had the Ravens finishing last, and then that's what it came up to. Why do you guys think the Ravens are finishing last, and why do you have them finishing second? Um. So, do you guys want to go first? I'll let say me, this quickly. Let me pull the schedule up real quick. Lamar 
the Ravens have been great with Lamar because Lamar has confused defenses his entire career. He was not confusing defenses last year before he got hurt. He was throwing a lot of picks. He was getting sacked. Uh, they just didn't look like that 14-2 type of team anymore to me. Uh, they definitely they weren't Super Bowl favorites. Lamar wasn't an MVP candidate. Not even close. So, um, I just I don't I don't see him coming out and just beating people up this year. So what about you, Josh? You you you're the one who broke them down game by game. Why'd you <laughs> have did. them going eight and nine? Because I just going through the schedule and thinking about their offense. When we've talked about it, they don't have the weapons, and even if they did have a couple of decent receivers out there to be a threat, Lamar, like you said, John, it just he, he was kind of regressing last year. And I think it continues this year. I think the the league has figured him out. I think the older he gets, the less, you know, his running ability is going to be as effective. And we already know that throwing the ball is not his strong suit. So as, in terms of his running ability, I think he's still going to be as explosive as ever. He's not that old. He's only, what, 20? No, but I'm saying, but I think that, well, we saw him get injured last year. Okay. I think the league has figured him out. I think it's... It's not I, his physical ability. It's the defensive scheme now. Yeah. To me, the biggest thing, and I know they're getting all their running backs back, but all three of them are coming off of season-ending injuries. Right, so they're not <laughs> fresh. You know what fresh. I mean? All three of them are coming. Lamar's coming out. He missed the last how many games, right? Yeah. I forget how many it was, but it was a He's lot. coming yeah. off a season-ending injury. So their entire offense is predicated on the run game, and they're all coming off season-ending injuries. Mm-hmm. They lost their number one wide receiver. Yep. And I know you're not a throwing team, but it, it's a throwing league. How, tell me, outside of maybe the Niners – Tell me the team that can't throw the ball that is good. Didn't work for us last year. No, I mean, and the Ravens have been able to do it, but in seasons in which their running backs weren't coming off season-ending injuries, they had at least somewhat of a number one wide receiver. Um, I also think the fact that Lamar is not extended yet is, Tells uh, you something. is a big distraction for the whole season. He goes into the season. What happens if he has a couple rough games? Uh, you know, I mean, he was leading the league in interceptions before he got hurt. And if that's the case now, now there's the distraction in the media. Is he playing his way out of a contract? Are they going to suspend yep. him? So they can, you know, I know Aaron Butler is going to tell me all about how much <laughs> the, these guys weigh and <laughs> stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I just think there's a lot working against them. Now, I do think Lamar is super electric with the ball in his yep. hands. I think they have like a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, for sure. They have a Hall of Fame kicker. So that's why I I think if you look at their roster on paper on the offensive side the defensive side they're they're going to be always good, good on defense. but I think they're not a very good football team on that side but I think Lamar is electric and it's hard to game plan for him and I think they have a great coach so that's why I think they win eight games or you know or nine and not four that's exactly what I said too and it for me a lot of these games were just their lack of ability to put up enough points to beat some of these other teams. Yeah, I just don't think that they have the offensive firepower to go score big points real quick. And I, I've i seen Lamar over the years when things don't go his way in a game, when things are down, you know, chips are down and it's rough. He, he's got kind of a poor attitude. He kind of throws a fit. You can kind of see it from time to time. And I think, you know, some of these tough situations piling on top of each other, it's going to really come down hard on him. And I, I along with the uh, the no contract and all that stuff too, I think it's all going to weigh in. So now Justin's the one guy here who has him finishing second. So so here's my only argument with it, and it really comes down to just strength of the division. 
I like our division is very good. I see all of the AFC North teams. I don't think anybody's sweeping the North. I think it's going to be very like four and two, three and three, like that kind of deal. They have six games that are basically, I don't want to say they're gimmies because you still got to play the game, but they have games against, oh, let's see, Atlanta, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Giants, Carolina. And then, so there's five right there. I think that they're going to get a few division wins, at least, let's say two. I'm not saying that they're going to be all worldly. That's not my argument. All I'm saying is I think that they're going to be very good on defense and they're going to be in some games and Lord knows when they're in games, guess what? Justin Tucker goes out there and kicks a 60 yarder and they walk off and celebrate. (laughs) So like until I'm like one of those people, like until I'm proven that they're, they're immediately falling off and they did last year, but they were super banged up that like they were one of those teams that literally couldn't get away from an injury. Like they lost all their running backs before the season even started. Basically like we kept like, I don't want to say we were laughing, but we're like, man, Another one's down. Like, all I kept thinking was, like, oof, who's the fifth string running back that I can pick up in fantasy now? Because right. he's going to get touches in this system. But um, I'm not saying they're going to go and win 12 games. I'm not saying anything like that. The argument is I haven't met two. You guys haven't met four. I don't think the gap, literally, we've already said the gap is a game. And they have six, I don't want to call them gimme games because the crazy things happen. But they are a lot easier than some of the teams that the Bengals have to play that the Browns have to play, that the Steelers have to play. So to me, a team that has shown that they can win close games and be in, be competitive. The fact that they have a cakewalk schedule, like for six of those games are super easy. That's my argument. Remember how many games last year though, they won that like they, they were, shouldn't have won. Yes. Yeah. And that they, they won all lucky. of them. Like they yeah. were, they were eight and three at one point mm. in over half of those wins were, like against the Lions shouldn't happen. Yeah, but they're playing those teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so if, if I'm looking at their schedule here, okay, okay, I'm seeing potential losses at Miami. Here's another thing about the rate. Last year they got to play all these games at home. They yeah. play a lot of these games on the road this year. Um, I'm seeing potential losses: Miami, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, the Saints, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland again, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. That's 11 potential losses. Say they'll probably win one or two of those. That's nine losses. Which is right where I had them. Correct. Yep. I don't think you I don't think their schedule is that big of a cakewalk schedule. I mean, uh, I'm not saying it's a complete cakewalk. I'm just saying they have a lot of easy games. A lot easier games than the Bengals and the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, so I did the Steelers, so let's go look at the Steelers then. So I actually think the Steelers are going to be – I had them finishing second if I was going to do it, and I think it's because they made the playoffs last year with Big Ben, and their roster improved, and they got significantly better at quarterback. Now, Mitch Trubisky isn't exactly – you know, I mean, he is a one-time pro bowler, but and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get out of him, but I know what you're getting is better than what Big Ben was last year. It's got to be. And I think he opens up a dynamic for their offense that they haven't had in a couple seasons as yeah, far with as the quarterback legs. can run. Yeah. So if I'm looking at games for the uh, the Steelers, I had them losing. Um, here, I'll just pull it up. I had them losing week one Cincinnati, and then I had them winning three in a row, New England, Cleveland, and New York. Then I had them losing three in a row, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami. Then I had them winning two. It, um 
the Eagles and the Saints. Now, those two games are games that they could potentially lose, depending on Jalen Hurts this year with the Eagles right. and depending on the, the Saints. I don't know what to expect out of right. That's, Losing Sean Payton. Is James Winston going to be good off injury? What's Chris Olave like? Um, and then I have them losing to the Bengals again. Then I have them, but then I have them going on a run. Indy, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, I have them winning four in a row before I have them losing three in a row, Vegas, Baltimore, and us again. Um, I do think some of these games I picked as wins, iffy, but I also think some of these games I picked as losses, they could win. Um, like they could beat Cincinnati, and I have them losing both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think they can beat Cincinnati. I picked them to lose to Cincinnati both, though, just because Cincinnati dog whipped them last year twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And even though I think their offense got better, they're, they're still trotting out the same defense that Joe Burrow shredded twice. So, um, but I just think they're going to be much improved. They're kind of like everybody's picked to finish fourth. And I just, and again, we've talked about how the gap is little, but I don't see him having a losing season. Mike Tomlin's literally never had, never had one. That's, and that's what, that plays a big <laughs> factor into my prediction too of them not finishing last. Yeah, they've literally never finished. They've never had a losing season since he's been there. I think it depends on what Mitch does, too. I mean, if Mitch comes out and plays really, really well, they could be really good. A 12 and 5 type team. They could win the division. I mean, but like we said, this could be a Russ Matt Flynn type situation, too, where Kenny Pickett in the preseason is like, holy crap, this guy's good. But everybody looks good. I'm not saying that. Everybody looks that. Man, Zach Wilson looked like a straight savage in preseason. He was just hitting everybody, and then the season started, and it was like, oh, you mean these are the real starters that I have to play? Oh, this sucks. I just don't see – I don't see that happening. I don't There's either. There's very few but. Russell Wilsons in the world. Um, I don't I, think franchises are going to And I that. almost feel like they picked Kenny Pickett just because like, they felt like they had to. It just it seemed way out of character for, for me. There's been way better quarterbacks the last few years that they could have picked to sit behind Ben – and then this is the year that they, I feel like they reached to take one. I don't know. That felt out of character for me. It did. So, I agree. Um, let us know what you guys think here. Um, nine and eight for the Steelers, nine and eight for the Bengals, eight and nine for the Ravens. I know people are going to freak out about the Ravens. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I really think. Um, What'd they finish last year? I don't know off the top eight, of my head. Nine. nine. Now here's the thing. Like you said, we had a ton of injury. They had a ton of injuries last mm-hmm. year. And again, when we say first and last, we're talking two, three games max. We don't think anybody is going to bottom out here and be a three win team. Right. But I think you have to acknowledge some of the deficiencies on their team. There, I, there's no other way around it. I, again, all three JK Dobbins. Do we, we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. Mm-mm. We've only ever seen him as a rookie. Yeah. And so who knows what he's going to be like. And again, Lamar Lamar proved, I mean, he got hurt in the pocket, but he's, it's another se- season-ending injury. And again, led the league in interceptions. Yeah. Could you imagine? We They still give us crap about Baker throwing picks. He's not even on the roster anymore, really. Yeah. You know, and their quarterback was leading the league in interceptions at, at one point last year, and you'd think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, what's really cool, though, is is all the teams that all four of the teams in our division have to play. Like, we all have to play the Saints. We all yep. have to play. We all have to play the Jets and the Giants. So we get to kind of see how that goes. And we all get to play the Panthers. We all get to play the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Bills. So we you can we can kind of compare, you know what I mean, the between the four teams and how they perform against those other guys. 
So say so John had us at fourteen and three with Deshaun playing every game. Mm-hmm. Say he misses the first four games. Does that what do you does that take you guys from thinking we win the division to not winning it? What do you guys think? I think the schedule at the beginning is very, very friendly if he is suspended. Like I've the I don't what are the first four? It's Kansas or not Kansas City, but uh Carolina, right? Carolina, yep. the Jets, yep. the Steelers, and Atlanta. And, so, yep. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. Atlanta I see. On the road. I see that Thursday night game being kind of tough, but the only reason I picked the Steelers to win that game is because I was under the assumption of a of a suspension. Because I think if Deshaun plays, we, we win that. Game. We win that game. Yeah. yeah um, at home. Yeah. But if what if it's eight? That's where we start getting gets, murky. Then it gets I. Because the Browns' schedule gets significantly tougher after the Atlanta game. Chargers, um, Patriots, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Honestly, the easiest game in there might be New England. Yeah. And they – Yeah. So you could potentially see us instead of being like 6-2 and two at the bye or 7-1 and one at the bye, all of a sudden we might be 4-4 four and 3-5 four, and five at the bye if he misses eight games. Yep. I, I will say this just real quick as a side about the suspension – Unless some like serious hard evidence comes out before then, what's this new committee going to? Whatever they do here, they're setting a precedent for the future. So if they say they suspend him for a whole season without any evidence that's come out, it's just these accusations. Well, what happens next year whenever a video drops of some guy punching a girl in the face? Yeah, because what's what's that suspension? Now that's hard evidence. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not just an accusation that he hit somebody. It's on camera. So is that two years? At what point do we just say a guy's career is over? Well, and it'll be interesting to see what Goodell does. If they say they they say suspension, and then they make a recommendation for games, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see then if Goodell comes in and says, no, I want all of them. 16, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's where it'll get interesting. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it. But no, I, I was just, just making a quick side note there. I, I, I personally don't, I don't understand how the, there could be a suspension this year. I, it, it's beyond me too. I don't know. So with the way things stand right now and people will say we're homers or whatever, but I don't in there. There's other teams who've had players in this situation that I also didn't think that they should have been suspended at the time. Mm-hmm. Like but they I, still got suspended, but they yeah. still got, but they still that's got where suspended. I'm at. I'm like, I just, I know it's a different committee and stuff like that, but like the NFL has proven that they're more of a strike first and answer questions later kind of, but I thought they were trying to avoid this kind of thing where they're suspending guys for, you know, kind of the accusations. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, I, we will. I, you know, like you said, I think it is a precedent. For Best forward. case scenario, this this committee comes back and says no suspension. And then Goodell, no matter what he wants to do, can't do anything. Right, exactly. Which would be pretty stellar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Um, let us know what you guys think about the uh, AFC North breakdowns. Um, I know we're going to get – a ton of crap from Ravens fans. And honestly, we might get some crap from Bengals fans because we have them. Nobody had them finishing first in the division. They just They're, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, right. Let's get into the Bengals a little bit then. We haven't. They, we didn't really get into They them. play some very, very tough games. My only reason, I know that they're going to be good, and they improved their offensive line. They still have a, a legit, legit wide receiving core. Um, like, to me, I don't see too many losses. Like, as far as positional losses, I think – Larry Ovenjobi, that's kind of a tough loss for mm-hmm. them because their defense was pretty good last year. But, I mean, 
the fact that, and you can say what you want about Kansas City, they're still going to be tough. Tennessee, say what you want. Until I see them like really trend downward, they're still, I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Playoff team. I just saw, though, like the, the guy they drafted to replace A.J. Brown's having problems with asthma. Trey Lumber. He, he can't make it through a, a practice. Well, they got Robert Woods, too. Oh, coming off a, what, ACL? I mean, how old Robert Woods these days? He's got to be 28, 29-ish. I don't know. I feel like that's a huge downgrade to go from A.J. Brown to Robert Woods. Well, here's the thing is we're talking about, man, let's bring back Odell, and he's coming off a second ACL tear. Yeah, we're to be, to be our number, like, three. Huh? Not, to be, not to be our huh? A.J. Brown replacement. Yeah, but they didn't bring Robert Woods in to replace A.J. Brown at the time. Right. Correct. But they didn't know. Now, this kid plays 30. Played fo- 30, okay. <sighs> coming off an ACL at 30. Hey, Odell is. And, I mean, and Robert Woods was pretty good with – um, Stafford before he got hurt, but Tannehill's a big drop down from Stafford. Yeah. A big drop down. So I pulled up last the Bengals schedule from last year because we talked about you know, they, they went to the Super Bowl last year, but they had they kind of caught a lot of breaks. Mm-hmm. And I'm look like they they um first of all they lo- they had some bad losses. They lost oh. to Chicago. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> And then barely beat Jacksonville 24-21. And I know we're talking barely beat, so W's a W in the NFL. Right. But still, there's some things on here. Caught. They lost 34-31 to the Jets last year. They right. they got stomped by us when we we were in the midst of you know turmoil, mm-hmm. 41-16. Um, lost in overtime to the Niners, who turned out to be pretty good. Only beat the De- uh, Denver 15-10. So... Lost to us again at the end of the year, 21-16. And then the biggest thing is they got to play Tennessee in the playoffs, who peaked early. They were definitely on the downturn. And then they got to play Vegas in the playoffs, who was probably like the weakest playoff team. Everybody was shocked that they even made it there. Yeah. Nobody could believe they were in the playoffs. They just somehow kept getting lucky breaks and getting wins to make it. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year. They're playing a number one schedule for the, the conference. Yep. So... I know Bengals fans will probably freak out. Again, don't be shocked if they win 14 games, but also don't be shocked if they win eight or nine. Justin, what do you have them doing against the Saints and the Cowboys? I'm just curious. I have them losing to the Cowboys, and I have them beating the Saints. I think the Saints are kind of a... Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see I'd like to see, because, I mean, who knows what Michael Thomas is going to be. Like, you know, they have nice pieces. It's just... Is Michael well, Thomas going to play? I don't, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is is Kamara going to play? I mean, I haven't heard anything about that. Last time I heard, he was stomping somebody do some dude out in Vegas. So, yeah, like it, I don't know. Time of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if that carries a suspension. Maybe that's the precedent to say. You know, I don't know. They got that on video, like you said. Yeah, there you go. So let's Great see what example. happens there. But yeah, Dallas. I have them losing. Um, and I think that could be just a shootout. That could be a toss-up game, too. You got them um, losing to Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah, I do. That's, That's early. That's, what, week two? Week two, yep. Yep. I'd have them win in that game. Yeah. I think Dallas got way worse. We'll see. We'll I know see. we got Amari, so that's awesome. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. Uh, what about, John, where are you staying on Dak Prescott? Is um, he, do you think he's that good? Sometimes I get the sense that the people over here think he's, like, all-world. I think he's got talent. I don't think he's elite tier quarterback, though. You think and he's top ten? 
I think, like Blake said last week, a lot of his numbers are garbage time numbers. Um, I haven't seen him do anything amazing in the playoffs. And, you know, um, I don't think he's – he's probably not top ten, but I I don't have a list of quarterbacks. Pull, pull that, I'm pulling, pull that I'm list I'm up. up. Pull uh, that list up. Uh, <laughs> pulling it up. We're getting off topic here a little bit, but our topic's yeah. pretty much done. Um, An interesting thing, you were talking about Robert Woods. Yeah. Jared Goff, when he was with Robert Woods, who I would like to say he is, would we say he's less than Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Eh, what are we saying, Blake? Talk to me, bro. Because he put up pretty much 1,100, 1,200. I mean, he put some yards up with Jared yeah. Goff, and everybody says Jared Goff sucks. I think but Jared, Goff was, Jared Goff was a good quarterback for the Rams. He just didn't have what it what McVay needed. Well, and, and that was when he was younger and not coming off ACL surgery. Bro, that was, I mean, that was 2019, 2020. I mean, there's a big difference between 28 and 30, isn't there? Uh, I don't know. 28 and no ACL tear and 30 and an ACL tear. I don't know. I, I don't think that it's going to be that devastatingly bad. I don't think he's, he's going to. He's an upgrade from Julio Jones. I don't think you have you have an up, uh, upgrade from AJ like no. Brown. There's no upgrade on that. They no. shouldn't have made the trade. That, that, that was what they should have done. They should that have kept bizarre. him together. And then, you know, compliment Derrick Henry. So do we have this pulled up yet? I'm having a hard time. I just got that list that we used last week. Okay. Go ahead and bring that up. Yeah. Hit hit that top ten. Um, on this list, it's Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, Herbert, Brady, Watson, Stafford, Russell Wilson, Burrow, Kyler Murray. Uh, who's too high, by the way? Yes. Lamar Jackson <laughs> and Dak Prescott. At twelve. Um Prescott at 12? Mm-hmm. I'd have Prescott ahead of Murray. Me too. Me personally. Me too, bro. So that puts him at 11 unless you also have him above Lamar. No. Mm, no way. Lamar's a, to me, he's just a better, better runner. He's a better Dak Prescott, I think. He yeah, can, uh, he Dak, throw Dak throw throws the ball, the ball way better than bro, Lamar. I, I think Dak is a better, <laughs> listen, Dak is a <laughs> better thrower. Dak is a better thrower than Lamar, but not that much better thrower than Lamar, in my opinion. And he is world's better running. World's Dak's better. been like flirting with 5,000 yards. I'm, I don't I'm care. Shocked. You can't garbage time your way all the way to 5,000. Yes, you can. <laughs> Jameis Winston did it. <sighs> Jameis Winston garbage timed his way to 30, 30, and 5,000. Okay, because they were still fighting. For, I mean, they were in the playoffs last year, the Cowboys. Their division's garbage. But I mean, they yeah. went eight and eight. 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 13 and 3. When did he get in the league? 2000, what? He's 19? been there for a few years now. Yeah, it was probably 16, maybe. Who do you think's better, Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? Oh, man, that's tough. It's not. It's Derek Carr. I would put Derek Carr on my team if I'm trying to win. <laughs> it's not It's not hard. Uh, He's definitely younger. What's a, how old is Derek Carr? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. He's about thirty two. I think he he came out the same year as Johnny, right? Dak? No, oh. no. Der, uh, Derek Carr, Carr yeah, because uh, we passed on him. Yeah. So I don't think Dak Prescott's like a bottom ten quarterback, but he's not a top ten either. I don't. If he's I'd, top I'd have him 10, like. It's like I'd have 10. him like twelve to fifteen. Well, he's twelve on that. Would you still have Kyler Murray ahead of him? I don't like Kyler that. I think the, I think Kyler Murray has like physical attributes upside that could be potentially better, but I don't think he has it here. So, like, yeah, I'm with you. 
uh, Dak has all the intangibles. I just think I'll say another thing about Kyler since we're on this quarterback topic real quick. I, I do think that he's a good example of how size does kind of matter a quarterback in the NFL because I think he's just too small. He's tiny. He's too small. These are uh, this is uh, Dak Prescott's rating since he joined the league: 105, 86.6, 97, 100, 100, 104.2. He's not a scrub, bro. That's I didn't good. say he was a scrub. <laughs> who? So, so who do you want to compare to? I'm taking Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, Herbert, Brady, Deshaun, Stafford, yeah. Wilson, Burrow, Lamar, Derek Carr, all Lamar. over him. That would be interesting. I th- <laughs> all over. I him. think. For We're going to talk about what we've done. Lamar won an MVP. I'm no Ravens no, sympathizer, but he, he won an MVP, and he's won 80% of his games. Dak plays in the worst division. Football can barely make the playoffs, and is one and done all the time. And he's played with Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. I mean, he, he's loaded with talent and has done nothing but garbage time stats. Mm, they're not all garbage time yeah. stats. There are real stats in there. A lot of them are garbage time. Not the majority. A lot. Okay, fine. I think the Cowboys just blow all together. And who's their starting quarterback? They blew when Bromo <laughs> was their starting quarterback. They couldn't do it. And no team blows with an elite quarterback, though. So even if he is top 10, he's like bottom of the top 10. So I'm, Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm cool with that. I just think he, like, I'm not. If you, if, yeah, so if who would you in, take? Out of the who would you take out of the te- top ten to put him in place of? That, so you got Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, Herbert, Brady, Watson, Stafford, Wilson, Joe Burrow, and then there's Kyler Murray. To me, it's too high to have Lamar at ten. So who who would you take out of the top ten and put Dak in place of? Who was at eleven? Lamar was at eleven. Kyler was at ten. Hmm. Well, definitely Kyler. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, I would put Lamar in here at nine, Derek Carr in here at ten, uh, or no, I'd put Lamar in at ten, Derek Carr in at eleven, and then keep Dak at twelve. And to me, that's a fair ranking. I don't have the list. For Where are you putting Kyler Murray, Blake? <sighs> Probably like a couple 13, spots 14. down, at like yeah, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there. Okay, he like athletically, he can be. I'm talking about Kyler Murray. He could be. Lamar Jackson esque, but I just don't, I just don't see it. And he's very, very small, way too small. I mean, we're talking about Lamar Jackson has the, the chance of getting hurt. This guy's way tinier than him, and he does get hurt, and he does get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so let us know what you guys think. We got we does didn't Dak plan Prescott on getting into suck. the top ten. <laughs> I didn't say he sucked. At no point did I, I know, say I he sucked. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But do I you don't. think he's? Do you think he's better than Derek Carr? Yeah or no? That, I send Derek, in your top tens. Who? who who is better between Lamar and Dak? Tell us that. To me, that's I mean that's easy, and I hate the Ravens. And that's that's not even close. I would pick Lamar twelve times out of ten over Dak. Hmm. I wouldn't, but that's okay. Yeah, me, Lamar's <laughs> one. Lamar. I don't care about the MVP. I don't yeah. care. I'm not. I was gonna say he's only won one playoff game. I'm pretty sure he's still won more playoff games than Dak. I okay. I don't care. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what do you what, what do you care about then? I. I, if I had, if I, and we don't need to go too much further, we're going long here, but if I had to pick a quarterback for my team 
right now moving forward for like the next five years, I would pick Dak. I would not pick Lamar Jackson. That's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy to me. I had the Ravens finishing last. So if, if you're a Ravens fan, you were watching earlier, you're ready to mother F me. But now you're like, <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome. Well, yeah. yeah. Same <laughs> amount of playoff wins. Same amount of playoff wins. Dak Prescott's one and three. I don't know what Lamar Jackson is. Aaron Butler, help me out. One and three, I think. So, um, again, I just think they're both limited throwers and Lamar is in a million times better passer or runner. Yeah, we can fight about this on the after hours. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. If you guys want to hear us mother F each other in the after hours, make sure you jump in that. Uh, Remember to check out it's jointhedogs.com if you want the extra episode and you want to get into all the threads on the After Hours page, become, um, become a Dog Pack member. Uh, thanks again for subscribing on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. If you like us on TikTok, make sure you subscribe on there. Uh, we're getting close to another milestone. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in throughout the off season. Um, you guys give us the energy to do these episodes when there's literally no football to talk about and we somehow find a way. So we appreciate it. Um, thanks again for being here. And we will see you guys all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Dogs.